Welcome to the Bring Back the Poetry podcast. My name is Jason Tomlinson. Thank you so much for joining me. I am pleased to tell you that I'm sitting here with Wayne Brzezinka. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Jason. Thanks so much for being on the show today. My pleasure. We're going to get right into it here. And uh, if you guys don't know who Wayne Brzezinka is, I'm going to put a lot of links in the description for this podcast and you can take a look at his work. He is nationally known for uh, graphic design and collage and mixed media and assemblage. And I'm so glad that he is able to be with us as we talk about uh, using our passions as our professions. That is exactly what Wayne does on a regular basis, every day actually. And uh, he has been at this full time, uh, this, this time for about eight years. And among his works, we're going to talk about about five pieces with him. And the first one I want to talk about, Wayne, is your President Lincoln. It's not a painting. What do I call it? It's not a painting. It, it is an assemblage piece, um, mixed media piece, you know, constructed out of many different um, found objects, mm-hmm. Civil War era pieces that were used to um, uh, create the face of Lincoln. Okay. When you made this picture, was it a commission or was it your own idea? It was not a commission. It was just a passion that I had and a curiosity to, um, you know, I wondered, could I, could I actually do this? Number one, I'd never worked that large before. It's a five foot high piece, um, by four feet wide. Um, and so through the encouragement of some friends and, and, um, you know, in finding these various civil war era related pieces, I just began walking in the dark and seeing what, you know, would come of it. And, um, and it came together, you know, quite simply, um, with a lot of work, obviously, but, um, uh, I was surprised at, at, um, how it ended up, you know, looking Mm -hmm. in the end, I was very pleased. So as well, you should be, we all are pleased as you uh, finished it and you started to push it out there for, uh, both, uh, professional audiences and uh, unprofessional audiences as well. Um, what ended up happening with the picture? Where is it now? It is currently hanging in Washington, D.C. at the Fords, the historic Fords Theater where Lincoln was assassinated. Wow. Um, and uh, it's been there, it'll be a year in May um, on loan, and um, which still blows my mind. I mean, there's over a million people that go through that facility each year. <laughs> So the fact that it's in, you know, in my mind, the perfect place for a Lincoln portrait, it just kind of blow, blows my mind. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Incredible, incredible. Now, has the Lincoln portrait uh, led to other developments uh, for, for you as a business, uh, as a businessman and as an artist, um, for example, um, well, I know that there is a, um, a sketchy connection between uh, Lincoln and your Zach Sobiec image. H- how do those two connect? Yeah, there is a connection. Um, the Lincoln portrait, obviously hanging in D.C., you know, has gotten some press and, and some publicity, so it's it's turned some heads more towards what I'm doing, I guess. And um, there's a young man named Zach Sobiec who. Uh, a few years ago was diagnosed with a rare form of bone cancer. Um, 
lived, born and raised in, in Minnesota and who's now passed away. But uh, his parents had contacted me upon seeing Lincoln, uh, the portrait of Lincoln, and asked if I could and would be interested in, in um, creating a portrait of their son uh, using his mementos and his, you know, pieces from his room, um, fan letters. He was also a musician, songwriter. Um, so that's the connection between Lincoln, uh, you know, and, and the Zach Sobiec image. So wonderful. In terms of the spiritual nature of paper and items, would you say that there is kind of a mysterious connection between things and people and the things that people have touched as you work on these images? Uh, do you feel like you're, you're dealing with um, really special, powerful things? Uh, does, does that... Does that come into play as you as you look for things to include in images? It does. I mean, I think I think it, it's. It, it, I've learned that it it impacts the story uh, to a degree of the power that you know is put in front of people um, by you know assembling and and um, you know putting these items, found items together, or items, for instance, from Zach. You know, Zach's parents that. Um, were really meaningful. One of them was a hospital bracelet, you know, when he was born. That that was wow. part of that box of um, of um, items that was sent to me. So, it, it assembling all of those pieces together to create a larger work certainly does um, invite the viewer in closer to look and find and see and discover things they may not have even noticed just upon seeing the face of the person. Right. Um, Thank you. As you were, another uh, image I wanted to talk to you about was John Siegenthaler. And as you started, now, was the Siegenthaler, was that a commission or was that? It was a commission for okay. Vanderbilt Magazine. For, okay, yes. good. As uh, you were commissioned with that, uh, I believe you were able to get in contact with some people that were close to Siegenthaler. You had a few uh, unique items for his image as well. I did, yeah. I actually... <clears throat> was um, fortunate to be connected to uh, Mr. Siegenthaler's secretary for, I think, eight or ten years, the past eight or ten years. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, and she was very helpful. in uh, And at that point, about a year ago, she was cleaning out his office after he had passed away and um, was specifically looking for um, anything that, you know, might be of interest that I might use to, to assemble the, the portrait. And um, so, you know about a week or two after I had asked her and engaged her, she <laughs> provided a box of, you know, his, a pair of his glasses that he had worn and, wow. um, a necktie she found in his office that, uh, she had claimed that he had worn a couple of times. He had several of them, uh, in his office. Um, you know, uh, he was very instrumental in starting the, um, USA Today newspaper. So she had an original 1982, um, which I think was the first year that the USA paper came out. Uh, so she gave me that. You know, it's just many helpful items. Very good. As you have made all these images, one striking similarity that I see is that the the images that you have made are uh, based on people's likenesses uh, that you have never met. Have you ever been able to make an image for somebody that you have met before? 
That is a really good question. Um, well, you know, I'm not, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, again, I'm really, I'm kind of in a portrait phase where I'm really drawn to the face, you know, people's faces. And, right. Um, Zach, I think, Sobiek, that image, although he, he you know, never saw it, um, that was probably the closest I've come to an image for, you know, in that case, the family. But um, Right. But no, I don't think I don't think at this point, and I may you know think after we're done that I you know I've missed this, but I don't think I have. Uh, okay, that's yeah. really interesting. That's really interesting. Because um, with Zach, uh, you were commissioned by his mother, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah by Laura Sobiek. Yeah, that's incredible. As you have matured as an artist, and as you have become more solid in your craft, have you? found opportunities to pass the art on to others in a teaching uh, role? Yes. Um, and it's funny you asked that. Uh, Friday of this, three to two days ago, I was invited to speak at Watkins College of Art um, to their illustration class. And um, something I always enjoy, you know, just giving back and, and sharing openly and honestly with um, young students about the path of, you know, art and illustration and, and um, making a living. Uh, and um, so, uh, and in addition to that, you know, I've, I've started to teach um, workshops. You know, last year was my first year of teaching six or seven workshops on um, on what I do just to beginners. And it's wonderful. I mean, I absolutely love uh, doing that and, and um, you know, inspiring others to, to yeah. uh, open up and... and um, Create a relaxed and a safe environment for people to enjoy, you know, working on their, their art. So, yeah. Very good. Before we get to uh, the very last thing, I wanted to ask you about this other piece that you were commissioned to do. Um, a lady came to you, and she was the, the publisher of a dream journal. Yes. Um, the Dream Arts Journal, uh, which is a new, uh, a new publication that she started um, uh, coming up on, I guess, a year. It's March, so that was maybe a little over a year ago, yeah. um, her first issue. But it's all about um, the dream life and visual artists and writers and um, the interpretation of dreams and the power that the dream has in our life. And um, so she had asked and engaged me to um, do the cover of the first issue. and. Wow. Um, suggested that maybe I entertain, you know, working out one of my own dreams for that cover. And, and at, initially I wasn't, I wasn't that interested in doing that. Um, I thought, you know, dreams are really quirky and weird and <laughs> anything pops up in a dream that is just the wackiest, uh, it, which enables an artist to kind of go in any direction they want. So that was where my head was, but I, I just had this little voice and inkling that I should, listen to and engage my own nightmare as a child, which was, yeah. you know, being chased through a forest um, by men in wolf masks. You know, it was a quite um, terrifying dream when I was seven or eight years old. And so thus began the process of the sketch. You know, the um, initial sketch was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done because initially, I mean, I'm, I'm resurrecting this memory that I had as a child, which was not a good memory. Yeah. And um, bringing it, you know, in essence, back to life, which, which is a, is a big undertaking. And so, 
um, again, through the help of some friends and trusted, you know, people of um, presenting that sketch to them and asking for their, you know, feedback, fear of what people might think. I mean, um, the man in the background of the image, you know, is obviously he's in his underwear if you see the image. But so I was very scared of what people might think and yeah. how they might interpret and what they might interpret or think of me or whatever. And their reassurance, you know, was, um, no, 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 it absolutely needs to be, everything needs to be the way it is, you know, yeah. it needs to push, push the envelope. And, um, yeah. so, yeah. Were you able to use any significant items, uh, paper or fabric in that image? Um, nothing significant, maybe, um, and that image was really interesting, you know, the way that it came together. Mm -hmm. I was nervous about it, and um, there was a lot of angst I journaled while I was doing it. It's based on my own abuse as a child, so there's a lot of, you know, hidden pain and emotion in, in, in that part of my story, but also having never done that in art, so it really brought up a lot of emotion. So, right. um but I found that the more I engaged the image and, and the, the tactile, you know, feel of all the rope and the things that I was using, it just kind of came together real yeah. easily and yeah. um, flowed really nicely. And, um, yeah, I was very pleased with, with the way that it, it came to be. And then a friend of mine, I had asked um, Anthony Bozier, who's a wonderful photographer in town, yeah. To actually, because it's again, it's a large piece. It's five feet by four feet, but it's 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 a um, an installation piece. So it actually not only is five feet by four feet, but it's it comes out like thirty six to forty inches deep. So yeah. it comes out, you know, and sets on the floor. So he um, lit it beautifully and photographed it, you know, just cool. perfectly in the cool. end. Well, thank you. Before we close out here, I wanted to ask you about the Bob Dylan picture that I see over here um, was that commissioned it was not uh, Dylan was not uh, commissioned and you know the funny thing is uh, um, what I'm learning is that um, sometimes not all all the time but pieces that aren't commissioned you know uh, in any artists you know category of body of work that they oftentimes end up being um, the pieces that turn heads more than commission pieces because there's more passion and there's more, you know, gusto and actually bringing them to life. So, um, that was the case with Dylan. I mean, I just love his, he's just blows my mind with his writing and just, you know, the greatest American songwriter, you know, ever in my mind. And, um, so listening to his music and reading his biography and just diving into his world, learning about his journey from Minnesota to, Greenwich Village to Nashville, you know, a lot of people don't realize he made, you know, three of his best-selling albums, records here in Nashville, oh, Tennessee, wow. uh, which was, you know, Blonde on Blonde, which kind of turned a lot of heads. Um, the Beatles were inspired by Bob Dylan, which I learned. I didn't realize that, but they, they were looking to Dylan. Um, wow. Another album, John Wesley Harding, and then Nashville Skyline uh, were all recorded here. And so, um, yeah, that was my own choice to do that portrait very good as you have uh endeavored to do these these portraits and um well i just to go back to the dream image that we were talking about a second ago i wanted to ask you about uh people's reactions especially 
uh, even Tennessee Crossroads, of of all of all things, they came to do a feature on you, which is which is online. We can check that out too. But were you kind of surprised how drawn they were to the dream image as well? I was. I mean, it really kind of took me back. They they actually came to my studio first to film a bit of the segment, you know, of me working, and then we traveled to um, Franklin where the exhibit was hanging. I, at that time, I had a, a solo exhibition at the Omar College, and so they drove there, and we filmed the rest of the, the segment um, there. But what I found most interesting is that they... I thought that image was very dark. It is dark and kind of um, mysterious that, that they mm -hmm. wouldn't be drawn to that, and uh, they kept going back to that. They kept pushing me on questions and bringing that back up. And, and so I just kind of went with it and just... Um, obviously was a little bit nervous, you know, as to how it would play itself out. But mm -hmm. um, but they had said, you know, in the end, when they finished editing the piece and putting it together, that that particular segment, and of course, Zach Sobiek's portrait is a part of this um, Tennessee Crossroads as well, but that's a segment they've talked more about in their internal office at NPT than any other, you know, piece they've done in the last 20 years they've been on the air. He said he couldn't wow. remember how much dialogue the you know, peers and coworkers had about that particular wow. segment, which was it kind of blew my mind, really. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, if we want to find your work, uh, where is it online? You can, uh, of course, I'm all on the social media sites of Twitter, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, the different similar but different handles but my main web page is berzinkadesign.com okay. and all of the links are there so okay and if we want to sit at your feet and learn your craft <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to come to one of these Brzezinka for beginners classes is there information for that as well uh, that gets posted you know a month or two prior to me offering the class so right now I mean I posted and um, I'm offering my first kids class. Kids class to teach children from seven to to twelve. But um, okay, and there's not been there there have been a lot of there's been a lot of interest with that in terms of questions over the last two years. When are you going to offer one for kids? And yeah. but nobody has responded. So it's really interesting. <laughs> I don't know if it'll happen. You okay. know, I hope it does. But okay, um, if you're listening to this and you have a little one that you think would uh, benefit from this, please talk to Wayne. Holler at him. Anything else? That's it. I'm just enjoying this beautiful day, this sunny blue Absolutely. sky. So thank Absolutely. you, Jason. Thank you so much.